you ready? Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is exciting. <laughs> Podcast. I'm Sarah Fraser, along with pa- the fabulous Paul Warden. Oh everybody, God, I'm so happy to be here. Everybody loves Paul oh Warden. Gosh. Everyone loves a little Paul Warden. Paul Warden, how are you? I'm good. I'm great. You know, I walked here today. You did from your I apartment. Did. And you know, I don't live. I live like four blocks away. I didn't even realize. Do you ever get in the mode where you're always taking like Uber or Lyft? Yes. And you don't yes. even realize where you are. Yeah. How close you are. You to just things? call, and then the guy's like, "You couldn't have walked two blocks." <laughs> I don't know if I've ever been that. I don't know if I've ever had that. Because I usually will, I, I usually can tell where I'm two blocks away from. I'm learning a lot about myself. <laughs> yes, I will not be afraid. I will walk these streets of DC people. <laughs> you see me walking by, say, hey. Oh my God. Well, speaking of that, we have a ton to cover. First yes. of all, this is my first live podcast back from, uh, I was at Real Screen yes. for the past couple of days, which I have to tell you all about. Oh my God, I love is, it. I'm becoming a producer. You should produce. And I'm going to tell you, I've thought of you so many times throughout yeah. the three days of shows that I could produce with like you and them yeah. because you're so hysterical. And all these networks want, there's two big themes. Okay, what uh, are the themes? Everybody wants true crime. Yes. True crime shows and like docu-soaps. So okay. basically like the real, that essentially means like the real housewives. Like mm-hmm. I have something. You do? Oh, well, don't mm-hmm. share it. I won't. You already know that. So anyhow, this yeah. is my first time being back since the Women's March. You yes. were down there. so I, wanna, I was down there. I want to talk to you about that. Also, you are so cool always about sharing like what's going on in your personal life. Yeah. And you're having some assistant drama. I had some this week, and I want to get your take on that. I want to hear all about that. Tell. And then also we have to talk about the guy from Texas who came here to Busboys and Poets in D.C. Because this podcast is recorded out of D.C. Mm-hmm. Leaves a woman a four hundred and fifty dollar tip with the most amazing note about how the the waitress was black, he's white, he's a Trump supporter, she's not, and how they can can kind of bond together. Did you see that story? I saw it. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, four hundred and fifty bucks. That's great. I wish we could all be like. Did you like that? Were you touched by that or no? You not really. <laughs> I mean, you know, when you have it, you give it. When you need it, you take it. Did you think that was a way that you know we're uniting? <laughs> My mic is broken. Okay, well, I can't believe it. I thought, oh my God, what a touching story. Look, let me hit you with some disclaimer and then we'll get into all this. This is a statement intended to specify or delimit the scope of rights and obligations that may be exercised and forced by parties in a legally recognized relationship. Wait, what? This is your disclaimer. The Hey Frage podcast may not be suitable for all years. Oh. Uh, also, I have to thank our wonderful sponsor, California Tortilla. California Tortilla, you are amazing. Thank you for continuing to sponsor this show. And if you are planning your next office party, birthday party, any sort of celebration, you can swap soggy subs and sandwiches for fresh-made fajitas and tacos with the help from California Tortita Catering. Just visit caltort.com slash catering or call 855-CALTORT to book your next event today. Again, caltort.com backslash catering. Thanks, Caltort. We love you. We love you, Caltort. um, Where to start? Let's start with your assistant drama. 
Before okay. we get into this, that you're unmoved by this Texas uh, well, white guy. I hate that there's drama, but I, like I said, I'm learning a lot about myself and I'm a work in progress. But let me set the scene for you. Okay, set the scene. So set the Monday scene. morning, I'm at Fox 5. I'm doing the Golden Globe red carpet recap. So, oh, yeah, okay. For those that don't know, so I had another assistant before who was a model at my agency. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also have a hair and makeup person. So, you know, I was having my hair and makeup person come, and I had to pay her, then I had to my assistant, and I had to pay her. So anyway, the assistant pitched, I mean, the uh, hair and makeup person pitched me before the new year on becoming my assistant, available for me every day from 9 to 3.30. Okay. She could do my hair and assist me all in one, and I paid just one check. Oh, and you pay, okay, so you are paying this person. For a second, I was like, is this an intern? Because I'm going to have my intern, Irene, start doing my makeup. (laughs) (laughs) No, you have to pay them. Oh, you do? Well, yeah, you do. They'll have your ass in court. What? I thought you could do credit. I don't know about all that. No, because if I want something from you, then I do not want you telling me that, you know, you couldn't make it because you just getting credit. And, you know, you got to pay to play. Oh my god, you know what? I completely the forgot. Cost to be the boss. Uh, okay. That is the truth. Oh shit. I, mean, I need them this to show is unpaid. up. I need them to show up. Right. Besides, do you know how to do a hot press? I'm talking to the intern. Uh, no. no? Oh, she okay. doesn't know how to do a hot press. I need this thing silky smooth and laid out. So check this out. <laughs> okay. So I'm at Fox 5 and I see she's a little jittery, like a little weird. And I look, she's like, okay, is that good? And she's spent and I'm like, what well, my damn what? My eyes messed up. Looking. I'm like, why are you putting all this shit on my face? Like, my skin is really good. I don't need all that. So it was like too much. And I said, can you see, you know, to her? <laughs> you know, and usually it's in fun, but, you know, I don't be playing that early in the morning. Right, you were having so, a moment. when we go to leave there, we get in the car. I'm driving downtown. She's like, oh, I'm so hungry. I said, okay, well, let's go get something to eat. So she's like, literally, I ask her a question. I, I can't answer you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to faint. So I'm like, okay. No, she's going to faint. Okay, great. Why did you come to work today if you're going to faint? Like, I would rather do my own blowout if you feel like you're going to faint. Not really. If you're not feeling well. So, so essentially, she was sick leading up to coming She was in. sick. Okay. We went to have lunch, and the next thing is, and I'll just tell, since I'm telling all my business anyway, I don't like when I go out with someone that works for me, and they over-order me at lunch. Well, this is what kill- I want to work for you, by okay. the way, because... Am I under the understanding, because I've been out with you, and, and you definitely have assistants that work for you or, or other people on your mm-hmm. team. But then every time you go out to eat, you pay for the team to eat? I kind of you do. You pick up the bill? What? I think that's great. There's a topic. If you're the boss, every time you go out, do you have to pick up the meal? But like, this is that? about to change, because this is what happened. And, I, you know, hey, I won't say her name, but, you know, I mean, I'm going to tell the story. So we go to Logan Tavern, where I go all the time in my neighborhood on P Street. Okay. And it's lunchtime. Lunchtime, you should be able to get a decent lunch for 15 bucks. Okay, you get 15 bucks yeah. lunch. Nobody was feeling well. She wasn't feeling well. I started not to feel well, because she wasn't feeling well, and I'm a hypochondriac. <laughs> okay, I still don't feel well. Okay. You still have I'm still... I'm still about to faint myself. Okay. So she orders a $23 large calamari appetizer and a steak. Okay, I'm ordering a fried chicken sandwich that's like $12.50. Okay. No, 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 no. I don't play that. Okay, you ever want to see a queen turn on you? You over-order me at lunch and you work for me? Oh, you're going to be short when the bill comes. Oh, I will be an angry old queen on your ass in 2.2 seconds flat. So I look at her, I said, you don't need a large calamari. Oh, I thought you wanted a small is fine. (laughs) A small is fine. I thought you were about to faint. A large calamari is not going to help you. (laughs) So, 
Oh, God, you're always just what we the finish, world needs, Paul. <laughs> we finished yes. the lunch. I'm a little, like, so then I get dizzy. I swear. I'm like, damn, I feel dizzy. Like, I felt a little sweat. I was like, oh, God, I have a cold sweat. I had to go home and get in the bed. So she went home to get in the bed. I went home to get in the bed. Her sickness, she gave me her sickness. She then later calls me after her nap. She's about to, as she coughs over there, you don't come near me, okay? This is like cold <laughs> and flu season. I am out. Look, everybody. Oh, God. So um, at the end of the nap, I said, well, give me a call and let me know how you, you know, how you're feeling. Yeah, right. She just kept feeling worse. She ends up going to the doctor and she has a sinus infection. She has to get put on antibiotics. So the next morning she tells me this and I said, well, don't come to work for the rest of the week. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Yep. yep. So then she says, oh, no, no, I'm not contagious. I'll be fine. Where should I meet you? And I said, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I said, like, I didn't don't need come to work. I said what I said. <laughs> and what I said was, I don't want you breathing on me. So then she's offended by that. And she says, well, it's really not contagious. And you're over. Of course, I go to Google. I go to Google, and of course, the symptoms say that she and I both have typhoid fever. You know what I mean? It's like some major. I'm like, well, I gotta go and check myself into GW. So no, but really, but I go to Google and I send her this screenshot of you know how sinus yeah, infections you, can be contagious. So oh boy, what did that do? The screenshot must have put her over the edge. Well, basically, the bottom line is, don't I have the right as someone that if, if you have a hair and makeup person that's all in your face like that? I mean, her fingers are basically in my eye. That's too close. And don't I have the right as somebody that is not with this too busy to be sick? To that is say, true. You are busy. I need you to stay away from me for a week. And I said, I'll see you Monday. That's a good call. Okay, that's a great question. As the, I feel like, yeah, you're the boss. You have the right to tell her to stay home. Now, but is it one of those? Okay, wait. So she only gets paid if she comes in and works for you, right? Well, yeah. So she's pushing to get paid, right? She's pushing to okay. get paid now, but she gets the same rate every week. She gets a flat rate every week. There are weeks when I travel. If I go away, I still pay her anyway because I feel like that's fair. Okay. But for this particular thing, no, I'm sorry. Didn't nobody tell you to go out and get sick? Like the Devil Wears Prada? You remember that scene? Yes. Nobody told you to become this, you know, bubonic plague carrying chick. So so where are you two at right now? Is she still working for you? Or you think she's she done? Is. Or No, of course she's not done. But, wow, you, know, you guys so work through that? That's pretty good. this out. And I don't want to take up the whole show. And let me just wrap no, this up. No, no. But I do have to share one other part to this. So there was an event last night that Cadillac hosted as a start of the... Um, car show. The DC the, car the DC show is car here show. in town. Yeah. So she did the makeup for the show. Meanwhile, she handled my RSVP for the event. Okay. Now, I was going to take Sharice Jackson Jordan. You all know her from Real Housewives of Potomac. Okay. Yes. She's been a good friend of mine for 10 years. So, I, um, the woman that works for me asked me the name of my plus one, and I tell her Sharice Jackson Jordan. Anyway, after I tell her not to come to work, she sends me a message the day of the event yesterday saying, a screenshot saying, Paul is confirmed for the event, but not his plus one. Sorry. So, okay. No, she sends that from the people at the event. Now, I have done this event before. I've hosted this event before in the past. I have given the models, and I'm fucking Paul Wharton in D.C. So why, why would they have me come without a housewife, a Bravo housewife? That doesn't make any sense. So what happened? She got her messages crossed and, and didn't realize that no. Therese was still coming? Or do you think no, she... No, I think that... I think that the bottom line to me, and this is when a queen will turn on you. Yeah. Okay. In my situation. And I'm really not like a queen, but I can queen out sometimes. (laughs) Uh, I'm just keeping it real. I love it. The fact that she didn't 
that she would send me that message with no extra message on it, with no, sorry, I tried. First of all, any assistant of mine would push back on that. Okay. Ah, I see what you're we saying. We are okay, going so you're to the Longview that- Gallery. This is a Cadillac event at the damn car show. If Paul, if I can get a plus one, then I need to leave town. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just need to leave town now. You know? Wow. Paul, I don't know. Do you think this situation is going to last? It does not seem like you two are on the same page. Sounds like she might be a little upset still about the sick debate. Maybe so. So I run into her at the event, and she's like, oh, no, I don't want to get too close to you. I don't want to get too close. So she said all that. So I took my scarf off and held it over my face. <laughs> and I was like, hi, stay over there. Oh, my God, you are a TV show. You're a <laughs> TV right, show so, on real screen. And we're back to uh, the Hey Fridge podcast. No, I love it. I always want to hear what's going on well, in your life. you're my therapy, and these listeners are my therapy, too. And thank you all for letting me just get some things off my chest. And don't, people love you. Have you been so, I've been so, so happy that we've been friends and then oh you've just, like, come on to this podcast. And every time I post that we're doing a podcast together, People love you. They're, you're well, hysterical. I lo- they hear that I love you, I, I think. I mean, I know a lot of my stories are kind of funny because I, I mean, choose you're to hysterical. tell the truth. No, but I won't. I'm not going to. I won't lie, but I will withhold. <laughs> Do you know when I think I need to withhold? That's kind of. Actually, that's an interesting topic. <laughs> <laughs> we need two hours. We do need two hours. I just want to just touch on this one thing. You know, I used to think of myself as uh, a not very truthful person because I was around so many people that, you know, I had to talk to so many people. You know what I realized about lying, okay, and dealing with people? It's not so much that we're dishonest. It's people are too fucking nosy, and they ask you questions that have that is none of their business. Yeah, that's true. So you know how I learned to stop lying? How? I just tell them it's none of their fucking business. I just don't answer. That is so good. I, I need to adopt that. I don't think you need that. to know that. Well, they say, what part of town do you live in? Uh, around between Logan and DuPont. Well, where? What, why do you need my address? <laughs> I don't want you showing up in my town. Uh-uh. That is really good. I like that. I need to adopt it because people ask me that stuff. They ask you too many questions. I was just in the, Then I have so many stories I want to mm-hmm. talk to you about. But I was just in the elevator at my apartment building the other night. And this guy gets in. Very nice guy. He's from Dubai, right? So we start talking. He just moved here. He has like this... You know, security job or whatever. And so, you know, me being nice, right? I engage with him and he's like, oh, you know, I'm trying to meet friends and I, I love to walk. Do you like to walk? Because I had just come from a walk. I was like, I love walking. He's like, why don't we go for a walk together? Like, I would love to go for a walk together. And I'm thinking to myself, I do not want to fucking go walk to him. But what do I do? He goes, oh, well, let me, let's just exchange numbers. And of course, I give him my number. And I think, why do I do this? Why well, do I do that this? That happens to me it happens a lot. happens to me all the time. And I say to Dan, right, who's my boyfriend, mm-hmm. who's been my boyfriend for years, I have to adopt a policy with, mm-hmm. with men because I'm not saying I get asked out all the time, but I do get, I end up giving my number to a lot of men okay. that then text me all this bullshit, you know, forever and ever. And I say to Dan, I have to start dropping the boyfriend line within three sentences well, you of do, talking to a guy. Because then they'll and come back did. to you and say, you know, why'd you waste all my time? Right. You know, I brought you this this double half calf latte, or I took you for a glass of wine and lunch. Like, you don't have to waste my time. I'm out here, lady. I'm looking. I have got to say to people, you don't need my number. You don't you need do to know where need I my live. Um, look, there's a couple of stories I yes. want to talk to you about, and I want to ask you too about mm-hmm. the uh, the women's march. Okay. So, um, here's one that I thought was really interesting. Would you, by the way, pay eight thousand dollars to have um, a blood transfusion of really young blood to keep you maybe more vibrant? 
Like, Honey, hell to the no. I'm not, no. I, that just shit is Because never this happening. is a new startup called Ambrosia, and it's based in Monterey, California. It's currently enrolling people in the first U.S. clinical trial designed to find out what happens when veins of adults are filled with the blood of young Oof. people. Oof. <gasps> I don't know about that, Sarah. That's why I have this. You see this? So you drink beet juice instead? <laughs> I drink beet juice instead. This is the closest thing I'm getting to exchanging blood with uh, someone. They're saying that this could have major effects. So do you remember, like, um, Lance Armstrong would kind of play with, like, blood transfusions mm-hmm. to, like, show that he wasn't doping? Like, yeah. he would actually, you know, take out some blood, pump in, like, other people's bloods mm-hmm. to basically look like he wasn't doing Ooh. drugs. Jeez. But it ends up That's giving extreme. you more energy because you're infused with like a younger person's it's not as slow moving it's new and it has more oxygen in the blood that's what they're saying that this could be another hot thing of the future where people want to feel younger won't make you look younger but you'll feel younger (laughs) well if it won't make you look younger what the hell's the point you're not into it then no i love to feel good i really do um, and I use a lot of products on the outside, my paulwhartonbeauty.com. Of course, <laughs> yes. products to you know, keep it looking good on the outside. But I don't know. At some point, you just have to say, oh, enough is enough. Is enough that's that like one. too much for you. That's, that's, like, that's like the line. Um, by the way, they're looking for 600 people to participate, and you actually have to pay money to be a part of this trial. That's the craziest you have part to, pay to the me. Eight thousand. Yes. Okay. No, that yeah. doesn't work for me. That's not in the budget. Um, because studies on mice have shown that these blood transfusions work magic. That in fact, uh, older mice have seen, you know, more cognitive um, ability once that they receive a blood transfusion from a younger mouse. Um, also, they say that they reap all kinds of benefits. They're more vibrant. Their internal organs are more vibrant. Vibrant circulatory system is better. So, in other words, wow. researchers are saying that this could be a revolution. Well, you are kind of selling it. Let me tell you something. This is only the first trial. I don't know. Trial. I just hate blood. Tra- I hate getting dra- blood drawn. So I can't imagine sitting there for a blood transfusion. Ugh. Ask me again in ten years <laughs> when I'm yeah. hobbling in here to the DC Improv. It's like restarting. Hip me. hurt, knee hurt. Yeah, that's what they're saying. Yeah, could get rid of all that. So yeah, yeah, think about it in ten years. I thought this Texas guy who came to DC and left a waitress a four hundred and fifty dollar tip and a note. I thought this was great, but I want to hear your side of why you think this is, is no, not so wonderful. No, I think wonderful. it's fine. How does that stuff always make the news? Is that where we are? Those stories, I see those kind of mean? stories all the time with the tip. Whenever somebody oh, doesn't yeah, yeah. leave someone a tip and leaves a note, and that makes the news. And whenever someone leaves someone a $1,000 or $450, that makes the news. It's just a generous <clears> guy <throat> leaving a tip and I just think that get over it well no not get over it it's a lovely gesture but people should be doing random acts of kindness every day and like I said 450 to that guy is like four dollars and fifty cents to you and I. You know what I mean? Jason White's his name. He came from Texas. And of course we know his name now. Okay great. I mean you know this is too much. Do something <laughs> anonymously. You, you know? think he wanted the publicity? Because that actually, it. that is a good question, is who who shared this story? Now, I was under the impression that the waitress, whose name is Rosalind Harris, I thought she was the one that sent it to the press. By the way, White wrote her a note with the $450 tip that he left on a $72 bill, and he says, we may come from different cultures and may disagree on certain issues, but if everyone would share their smile and kindness like your beautiful smile, our country will come together as one people, the note reads. Not race, not gender, just American. Then he added, God bless. Okay, well, it's a very nice note. It's a a nice note. It's a kind gesture. I'm like, 
like, I love stories like this. It's so funny you say that. You're like, why the hell is this news? And I'm like, God, I wish we had more news like this. Oh. Like, I'm like, I only want to share stories. I'm so fucking tired of all the other shit. Let me tell I you something. I can't keep it straight. I Ugh. stubbed my toe. You ever stubbed your toe yeah. real good? I mean, like, <laughs> yes, like when you were hard. a kid and yes. you, like, think you broke something? There was a news story on the other night. I just, I was trumped out. Okay, I can't. I know, me too. I was at that moment where I just didn't want to hear another story. I wanted just to hear the Golden Girls or Netflix or some shit. Like, I didn't want to watch Narcos, something. I didn't want to hear another Trump story. And it came on the news, and I ran across the living room and stubbed my toe. <laughs> And I rolled around on the floor for like three minutes, and he, I heard his whole story. And that was, and so you just—I was in agony. Now I'm even more traumatized by his voice. <laughs> I thought this was great, but I don't know if there. I mean, it is kind of funny. You're right. Why, if you leave a tip, if you don't leave a tip, always makes the news. Uh, you're a fashion person, so did you see this? That um, oh my god, I'm probably—is it John Galliano? Is that how okay, I say yeah. the designer? Has now come out with a raincoat that is the Snapchat. Um, throwing up rainbow filter. Have you seen this now? No. If you're a fan, so you use Snapchat. Yeah, Do no, you, you I don't. don't. I'm not on Snapchat. What? We no. gotta get Can you, you on Snapchat. Yeah, Irene. Irene, the intern. Like old school now that Instagram has all that stuff. No, isn't it the same See, thing? See, I wonder. No. I'm actually with you. I'm like, when is Snapchat going to die and it's we just do the to. Instagram story? I think I'm story. just going to just pass right over that. There's I too know. many things for me to keep up with. I don't see. I'm with you. I'm like, just put me on the Instagram story. And at some point, you got to do the work. I mean, this social media, I love it, but it's like Get it's your ass seriously up to work. distracting me from the work that needs to be done. Do you think this is going to be a fashion hit, by the way? So the designer says that now he's designed this coat, and the, the Snapchat filter is a face that you make, and it, it shows you vomiting a rainbow. Okay. And now the rain jacket has a face with its mouth open, vomiting a rainbow. What do you think, fashion? Okay. I don't really feel that. But John Galliano is, you know, known like for legit. his um, his kind of off-the-wallness. So I just think, hey, if you can afford a rocket, how much is it? <laughs> oh, my God. It's like $500 for this stupid thing. That's but now it? you can wear the Snapchat filter. No, it might be even more than I think that. It's more than that. Um, how about this? Have you ever had anyone uh, come to your house and clean naked? Like, was that part of the deal? No. no, I had a housekeeper named Carla from Brazil that came one day, and she was working for me for a long time, this is several years ago, and she came one day and told me that she um, had lost her apartment, and then she stayed, and then she like just moved in, and then we were like the new odd couple. Oh, well, that was nice of you to do. Yeah. So she fell on hard times. I was super sloppy, and she was super neat, and I was just like, I became like an old crotchety husband, like leave my underwear in the middle of the floor and all that stuff. Oh, my God. And she used to make me these amazing Brazilian dishes. Oh, yum. Oh, God, the, the shrimp and like the, it's like I remember like a coconut milk type thing. I don't know what it was, but honey, I would be like, can I have some shrimp and rice? I think I gained like 15 pounds when she lived there. <laughs> well, um, this service in England is actually looking for people to work for about $60 an hour to tidy homes in the nude. They say they've been inundated with job applicants. The London-based Naturist Cleaners is now recruiting female staff of all ages and all figures. They say you do not have to be thin and look like a model. You just have to be willing to clean nude. Well, who Paul, would you ever have they a woman you? naked cleaning your uh, house? Ooh, that's a whole <laughs> lot going on. 
But wait, so they, they clean nude and then the the homeowner sits in the corner and wax off? I mean, what? How does that work? <laughs> did you play the did um, you play the disclaimer? The job <laughs> ad reads: the job where we cr- will require doing all general cleaning like dusting, tidying up, vacuuming, watering plants, making beds, using washing machine, ironing, and cleaning windows. Clients, the majority of whom are nudists themselves. So according to the agency, they're charging this amount of money because you're going and you're cleaning for a nudist. They say they have strict no-touch rules and no pictures or video policy. Do they Does that have, um, make you comforted? Do they have uh, whack-off rules? <laughs> like you have to be like 10 feet away. Oh, can you imagine going to someone's house Somebody is the whacking nude, off. You whacking do not off. have someone coming to your house to clean the nude unless you're whacking. I mean, I'm telling you. Like, that's just, that, that's a whack-off rule. This I, is amazing to me. I, I hate to be right about this. I hate to be right about this. <laughs> so, no, not for 60 bucks. I wouldn't do it. No? no. Not a chance? Hell no. What if it was a guy? Would you want a guy to come to your house and, and clean naked? I mean, you ask a very compelling question there, Sarah. <laughs> I mean, I would, set the scene for me. I mean, what I are we talking? Want Have a, we been drinking? Uh, yes. Oh, my God. How amazing. This is like a Craigslist service that they've now made a legit company. Can you imagine? This is great. Wow. I wonder. I would love to go clean someone's house nude. That's interesting. Too. I'm learning a lot about myself. I don't know that I would. I don't like to pay for it. It, it takes away from the, I mean, I never have. I probably have in an indirect kind of way. You know, I told you I became like the sugar daddy, and I'm like, what the fuck? I oh, I, was I know. You were hooking up with that guy. Yeah, and you're like, wait a minute. I'm looking for a sugar the daddy. The bill would come, yeah. and he's like, it was whistling. I wish I knew how to whistle. Shit. But, yeah, like that. No, he's yes. like whistling. Like, where are we going next? I'm like, I don't know where you're going. <laughs> Get your ass out of here, you cheap bastard. Right, exactly. Yeah, please. Fuck that. Exactly. Anyway, I've had of all people who might have hired someone naked. I would totally do this. Would you? Yes, absolutely. Maybe for the experience. Why don't you hire My them? My ass and looks we'll, like this, too. We'll come over. You're not going to do the cleaning. We're going to be doing the hiring. Yeah, And please. I'm going to come over for tea. Hi. Yeah. We'd like to audition you. We're going to open up a new uh, new cleaning service here. Take your clothes off. Would you have a <laughs> no, measurement? No, it's all women. All, it's, it seems to be all women, though. Okay. Yeah. Well, we can start we the should audition, local guys. competitor. That yeah, you know good. a ton of models. Let's do it. You know do they, they all, do it. You know Adam would. Yeah. Do they all have huge packages or no? No. Really? They, I don't they're think tiny they do. packages, aren't they? I think yeah, they I know. work out so much it shrinks up. I agree. Don't they, you think? A lot of I see a lot of your models, and then they come out in the underwear, and it, I'm trying to look for two balls, and they're so hard to find. Yeah. <laughs> and you see like the little pecker, but I mean, you know, it's kind of like, oh. But you know, I mean, that raises the <laughs> question: Would you rather have a super hard, cut-up body like that's completely perfection and all that, or a dick? Mm. I don't know. That's tough. God, that is really tough because the guys that you have in your modeling agency mm-hmm. are so hot, but I bet their peckers are so tiny. Most of them, I, I yeah, yeah. well, I can't really say. <laughs> I don't know, but I, I, I have been told. That, a um, tiny penis yeah. is really, it's really difficult to, to deal with. It really is. It's so odd because no matter what, I have dated a guy with a very tiny penis. Oh, and God, poor thing. Yeah, yeah. And it was, you never, it doesn't ever get out of your mind that it's so tiny. Like, you're always thinking about how tiny it is. But I think that, Even I mean, though did you ever break guy. up with the guy and then try to get back with him because you romanticized the fact that the penis could not have been that small? So you kind of, <laughs> you know, you try to trick yourself and, no. oh God, he's, he's no. great. He looks great on paper. He's a nice guy. He treated me so well. We had great foreplay and then boom. But maybe I really didn't get in there good enough. Maybe I really didn't give it a chance to roll out, you know? <laughs> Uh, the one guy that I was with that was super tiny. No, I believe me. 
It rolled out in several different ways, and did, it was so small. Did he acknowledge it? Was he like, no, I know. No, absolutely. I mean, I feel like he was that guy that was overconfident and very muscular to try and make up for the right. fact that he had this tiny pee-pee. Was he like, take that, take that? <laughs> You're like, okay, this is just... I was like, oh, uh, is it there? Where are we taking this? Who's, I know, take who's what? Who's got this? Go- oh, my God, it was terrible. Oh, God, terrible. that scares me. I know, we need to do another show on the tiny penis stories, because there's so many of those. Well, I wanted to talk about, it was really interesting, last night, um, I was walking around. I told you I was walking, not walking around. Yes, tell me this story, because so, in, in this new America, you're you're kind of worried. Well, you know, you have to keep your keep the lookout. But this is what had happened. So I was walking home last night. You know how when you're single and you walk down, especially where I live, okay, so it's between, like, Logan and DuPont, like I said, so it was pretty gay. So when you're walking down the street, you know, you might catch someone's eye and they catch your eye. And if you like them, you know, you keep walking. Of course, I don't stop right then. But I would keep walking, and then you go, you know, five, four, three, two, one. And then you just hit back. You know, you turn turn around. Because you're seeing if they're checking you out. Exactly. So if your eyes meet, you're like, oh, I'm going to go back and talk to this well, person. Well, or you just kind of do it, and then I think you walk a few more steps, like maybe five more, and then you look back again. If they're looking, then somebody goes, hey, oh, do I know you? That's what you do next. Do I know ah, you? Do oh, I do, know do we know you. each other? Oh, we Excuse don't? Me. Oh, let's go for coffee. So anyway, um, this guy last night, but it was a little late, which, you know, and I had had a couple of cocktails, so I was like, this is weird. So I walked past this guy. He was checking me out. I was kind of checking him out. He had a cute dog, too. Walked past, and I did the five, four, three, but there was something eerie about the lateness and the darkness and all this kind of new administration stuff that has me kind of like on the edge. Why does it have you on the edge? You feel like people could attack you because they feel like what, there's, uh, are you worried about well, your safety? The or energy, you, what you, well, I'm not, well, I'm always slightly worried about my safety just because I don't want to be going out like that, you know, and it happens to people. Like, yeah. people do get gay bashed and, you right. know, you know, you're walking around, and that's why I'm always calling that car and don't realize I'm a block away from <laughs> Oh, I'm here already? Okay. Oh. <laughs> I haven't even had a chance to put my seatbelt on. But I turned around, and the guy turned around as well, and then I just, something came over me where I was like, shit, this could be a setup. You know, it's like I, I just lost that part of me that's like, oh, well, this is the way things work. It's kind of cool. Wow. We're both on the same block Ooh, at the same time. Yeah. And then I looked back again, and he was looking back again. I'm like, wait a minute. What if I want? I'm like, wait. You looking at me like why are you looking at me? <laughs> then you become combative. It's like do you looking at me because you want me, me or because you want to beat me in my head? Like what is it? So then I said, oh fuck it, and I just walked on home. That is that is really interesting. I wonder if other people feel that in this you know po- kind of wor- new world that we're in. Mm. I don't know. They That's probably a fascinating. Do. Hmm. They probably do. I should be so much more aware of this stuff, I'm going to work myself through this. But, you know, I mean, it, it's it's not stopping my life or anything. I wanted to ask you, because Saturday, there are two, things, two women's stories I want to yeah. talk about. First of all, Erin Andrews on ESPN uh, <sighs> came out and announced that she had cervical cancer, had surgery for it, and everything, and kept working. I'm like, wow. damn, that woman is unbelievable. Hats off to her. Uh, hats I've off to that really woman. She is a, she's had an incredible career, and I feel mm-hmm. like... Oh, my God, so much difficulty. Because you remember the stories a couple years ago of the guy that put the hidden the camera and captured her naked and then that, posted it. Now, did she get like 50 million bucks She that? did. She got an incredible did amount of money. He, who had to pay, though? Did he have I the money? I believe. The hotel? The hotel had to pay Ooh. because this guy specifically called up and said, I want the room right next to Aaron Andrews. And I, I, I probably shouldn't say. I don't know the name of the hotel. Allegedly. I, allegedly. Yeah. But the... Hotel people gave it to him. 
So they put him right next to her after requesting this, and then basically he watched her coming in and out, and then mm-hmm. set up a hidden camera in her little peephole, and boom. So that's why I believe it's the hotel. Yeah, she got an incredible amount of money. She's also wow. a, Forks, a Fox Sports NFL coverage uh, sideline reporter, mm-hmm. and she announced this week that she did have cervical cancer and had a procedure November 1st. She was declared to be cancer-free with no need for further treatment. The cancer diagnosis is merely the latest trouble for Andrews, uh, who has had a trying couple of years in 2008. As I mentioned, mm-hmm. Michael David Barrett was the guy that filmed her nude. Um, Barrett was sentenced to 30 months in prison in 2010. That was it. Andrews later sued him and the company that managed the hotel in Tennessee where he where she was stalked. Mm-hmm. A jury found them liable. So it must be him wow. and the hotel for $55 million in damages. Um, now, can I you that was imagine someone videotaping you or watching you when you're walking around your house, you know, naked, getting ready to take a shower or just chilling out? I mean, I don't want to be insensitive, mm-hmm. but for many, many years, yeah. I have always thought that mm-hmm. somebody is watching me through my <laughs> computer thing. I always, when I go into Starbucks mm-hmm. or any public bathroom and take uh, and go to the bathroom, I always cover my hoo-ha and I never take my pants all the way down because I'm always like, there's probably a hidden camera in here. 100%. I mean, you know me. I don't care. You want to see my bush, like, I'll send it to you for right. free. Exactly. You know, it is so honest to God. I mean, if you've seen one vagina, That's you've true. seen them all. You want to see these curtains? I've seen three, and that was enough. <laughs> <laughs> I could care. I think I'm done. Less. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Honest to God. I don't care. If someone wants to film me nude, go for it. I love you know, it. Well, no, God. I don't think the same thing. Don't feel you want to see these tits? I got them <laughs> yeah. for you. But well, I mean, yeah. I can see like I, I wouldn't even care. But you know, I was I thinking last it. night because I had my my um, curtains open, um, big window, and looking out on a kind of main street and across on the other street, Mass Avenue. There's this other building, and there's this guy, and I just see him from the distance, and he's like walking around a lot in his in his place, and and I just kind of focused in. I didn't have binoculars or anything. Maybe I should get something. <laughs> yes, you should. But he like I, I could see like him take off his clothes, and then you go back to the refrigerator, and I just thought, my goodness, if somebody over there had like some binoculars, they're probably looking at my ass saying the same thing. Do you close your drapes when you get like when you get undressed or not? You don't. Well, no. you don't because th- you know you don't think you need to because I'm up. You know I'm up. Well, I'm only on the um, what floor am I on? Anyway, I'm up there. But you know, you don't think because it's not that close. But I should start. Oh, who cares? Do you eh, really care? Yeah, fuck you. I really don't. Please. They ought to be so honored to see you, dude. <laughs> right. But I feel for Aaron Andrews. <laughs> um, hey, look, I, I did yeah. not get a chance to get out of the Women's March, and mm. now I feel guilty because even a week later, I'm still reading all the stories. I had to work. Well, why couldn't you have done that from the Women's March? I don't understand. Why were you in a like in a studio I was talking about Fox. the Women's March? I know. We were covering it on our new Facebook Live show that they're launching, right? You should have covered it down there live and talked I to the people. I know. I feel so bad. I feel like my women card has been revoked. Right. What well, it makes terrible. me feel better. Excuse me. Can you hand me the, no. the make me feel better? <laughs> um, well, how, I went down there. How was the march? It was, was it amazing? Like, it's in my bag. Um, it was amazing, but I'm going to tell you, oh, I just, that's something for you. What? You brought, oh my God. <laughs> Has oh. anyone brought you flowers in a while? No. I saw those. I, they're so pretty. I want my friend to have these because oh that's what God. I think about What these. are these? Are the, oh, they're, they're tulips. tulips. <gasps> Aren't they pretty? Paul just bought me. These are gorgeous tulips. Oh my God, Paul, thank you. Well, since you didn't make the Women's March and they're pink. In honor of the women's march. Oh, my God, you've made my week because I have felt so guilty. I mean, I went to an all-women's college. Like, I... 
And radio is one of the worst businesses of all time for women. Yeah. Very few women ever get promoted with radio. Very few women ever host their own morning shows. Very few women even host their own night shows. Mm -hmm. More of that, maybe. Um, I don't think you should feel guilty. You're out here. You're doing so your nice. thing. Do you like that, baby? Oh, great. You know, you're doing your thing. You are inspiring so many women that listen to this podcast. I to hope so. get up and get out and do their thing. And I love this, um, this Kelly Ripa thing that you're doing now. I mean, because it's your show. And this is the way that it's meant to be. People love you because you have a very positive message. And um, I just love to be around you. So, you know, I'm sure there are a lot of people that feel the same way. So don't feel guilty. Just keep doing what you're doing and keep inspiring other women to do their thing. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. I hope that's exactly what I want this podcast to be. And I want to have many discussions. One of the discussions, and I wanted to know because you were down there, um, there's still a lot of talk post-March uh, yeah. that there were too many messages the day of the march, right? So you had women who were either they were they were fighting for um, gender equality, or then there was reproductive rights, and then there was Black Lives Matter, and then there was um, you know immigration. People were, and then there was anti-Trump. Do you feel like being there that the whole thing needed more of a united statement? No. You don't. And I don't think anyone has the right to say that there were too many messages. That's probably somebody that was sitting home, watching from the sidelines, judging. You know, those people were down there, those women and men, those people were down there all fighting for and speaking up for what they believed, their message, and their voice was heard, and we saw it everywhere. So whether it was this pussy grabs back, whether it was an, you know something more directed to anti-Trump or Black Lives Matter or whatever it was, I love seeing all the different messages okay, because it good. was all okay. done in a way where, you know, it was done in a united front. I mean, they were all there supporting each other. And, and I was in such a tight crowd of people. We literally, at one point, were in the same spot for about an hour. Wow. I, I, I was like, oh, my God, this is, it was a bit much. I bet. It, I heard it was so packed. I mean, they really couldn't march, per se, because the marching route was so full the entire time. It wasn't really like there was anywhere to march. I the, mean, the, whole... the term shut it down is like, that's what, they shut it down, okay? I love it. They shut it down. So, no, people came here and they represented. And I loved all the messages. So, go women! Woo! Go women! <laughs> I mean, we still have a lot of work to do. Right. I mean, and, and the womensmarch.org website, anyway, has the plan of action. Okay. Uh, the, the next 10 days, 100 days after the march to actually take action and what's call your, some of the... What's your next step? Um, I think I'm going to call... Like, I, I thought it was great, Michael Moore, and then since the Women's March has posted um, several phone numbers to call your senator, your congressperson, your representative to say, look, you know, support Planned Parenthood, even though yeah. Donald Trump is, is pulling funds from that. You know, we want those reproductive rights. We yeah. want, you know, gender equality. So I'm, I'm going to call because I did that. I did the calling for the first time for um, after Newtown and mm -hmm. for bigger gun yeah. you know, restrictions. Sure. I think there's so many things that can be done there. So I feel like it helps. I'm going to call and and I do, I hope that is what this podcast does, is have more interesting conversations with women and mm -hmm. how do we get ahead? Because it's tough. I mean... Well, you're doing it. I mean, you are just, you know, I have never seen someone get so many job offers as you and turn them down <laughs> because you are just walking in your own truth. And you're like, you know what? That's really not how I envisioned my life going. You're and you're thinking to yourself, how many more can this fucking woman turn I down? I mean, hey, but the opportunity keeps coming around because mainly because you keep creating it. So, honey. Hats off to Miss Sarah Frazier and just keep supporting this girl. Oh, well, I mean, through it all. I'm telling you. Well, it's not easy. I mean, it's it's not easy, but I feel like 
uh, especially for us women, but you, you know, you've been through this struggle too. It's mm. hard to stay your path and it's hard to really follow your dream and what you truly, truly want because life happens. You know, you yeah. have bills to pay, you have influence from your family, you know, people get married, they have kids. There's so many little mountains to climb. Absolutely. And then in the workplace, right? You mm-hmm. know, We work in great environments, Mm -hmm. but lots of times they want you to do something entirely different that takes you on another course, which isn't a bad thing, but I do think over the years I finally really figured out what I want. I really respect about you in all those circumstances, especially at work, is when something doesn't feel right to you, you you know, you don't, fuck no, I'm not doing that. No, that's not you. Uh, What do you think if we did this? It's really interesting to watch you in the workplace because you really um, come at things from how can we create the best content? How can this story really resonate with the audience? And so, you know, where some people are like, personally, I don't agree with that. And I think you're trying to control me. And it's a lot of times you get further with how you deliver that back to the bosses or the people, the producers or whatever. So I really like watching you flow and and it really works. So you should talk more even and share tips on that for people oh, okay. as you go through your, your course. Yeah. Well, and I'll end with this because I was at Real Screen, as I was telling you about, and, you, and yeah. you know about Real Screen. But Real Screen for the past three days is this amazing conference of all the major TV networks that come here to D.C. And literally, I didn't realize this, Paul, because I went with a production company friend. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize anybody can purchase in yeah. the, in the pass is very expensive. It's like $1,300 to $1,700. But um, you can go in, and if you have a show concept, an unscripted, which means just like reality TV, you can pitch pitch it to all these networks. It was unbelievable. Total missed opportunity. I was there a couple years ago. Yeah, I need to go back. Definitely. Oh, it was so incredible. Jack Osborne was there, which was very... How's he doing now? He's, like, amazing. And he has his own production company, which was odd because I own him in Barbie doll form. Oh, God. So it was, like, surreal when I got to meet him. I was like, by the way, you know, I I do have your whole family in doll collection. I love those Osbournes. I know. He's come a long way. A long way. He has a family and... Yeah. Oh my God. It was incredible. And all the different shows that people are trying to pitch. I thought the most interesting one, and I hope this comes to life, but Mm -hmm. I think Viceland's already working on it. They're trying to do a competition show where they pay off your student loans. Mm, Wouldn't that be amazing? I know, right? I'm like, I still have 80 grand in student loans. I would love that. I know. Yeah, you got to get that off your Yeah, back. no shit. You so need a poor rich financial. Man. <laughs> you need a rich side man. piece. <laughs> we didn't even get to talk about this. Um, but you know what? Hey, Irene, really quick, I want to end with yeah. the story. Did you see this on my show prep that Kelly Ann Conaway, who's been the spokesperson for Trump for the past like year and a half, apparently did a stand-up comedy set here at DC Improv? I saw it. Can you go get Allison and ask her if she'll be on? Because this is crazy. <laughs> so uh, a website. I heard she bombed though, didn't she? She bombed. But this looks completely like the DC Improv. Kellyanne Conway, a couple. This is 1998. Apparently, does stand up comedy here at the DC Improv. Absolutely tanks. Um, she tries to make political jokes. And like, no, I have a congenital deformity. My bones are growing up. Tell me what really happened. So I came up tonight with the five reasons why Kellyanne's foot is really in a cast. Number five. Oh, my Jennifer God. Jennifer Laszlo tripped me on the set of Hannah Dean Combs. Don't even know what Number four, that is. having just two of his own, Chris Matthews needed someone else's foot to stick in his mouth. Number three, I went salsa dancing with Jerry Nadler. Oh, Jesus. Number two. I, it's so bad. It's so bad. 
I don't even think the DC Improv wants to own it, which is probably why they don't want to talk about it. You know, but it, I, I believe it. I was like, what? She lived here and did stand-up comedy? It's crazy. The interesting thing is uh, I respect the fact that she was having fun and she was trying to spread joy and laughter. And, and look how, like, you know, more lovely she looked. And it's interesting. She's filled with so much. I'm not going to get too deep about this, but she's filled with a lot of what shit. I mean, now, and look what it's done to her face. It's like somebody stuck a pin in her and she's deflated. I mean, you know, she's well, melting think, in front of our eyes. Oh, so you think back then she looked much more carefree? Well, she was trying to be happy and she was telling jokes. And whether you thought the jokes were funny or not, the intention is to spread the joy and the laughter. And now look at her. And now she's just like, fuck everybody. I'm going for mine. I'm Kelly and Conway. You know, and her face fell apart. <laughs> she's exactly. a deflated, like, you know, she's like a sharp egg. Oh, my God. Well... I don't want to end on that, though, but bye. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, please. You'll be in next week. I love you. All right. We're going to launch the Kelly, but the Kelly Ripper search for uh, some other cast members. So that'll be coming up. Bye, you guys. Where can people follow you? Oh, people can follow me on Instagram at Paul Wharton Style. I'm on Paul Wharton, I think, on Twitter and my website, PaulWhartonBeauty.com and PaulWhartonStyle.com. Love it, everybody. I love you guys. Yay. I'm Sarah Frazier. You can follow me at HeyFrage on Instagram and Twitter and HeyFrage Show on Snapchat. Bye, everybody. We'll be back soon. Bye. Bye.